episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show, the show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Hello, Joe. What's going on? Nothing, nothing. So, guys, we have a new audio setup. I think it's going to be fine, but in case it's not, that's the reason. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but in the long run... The audio on the uh, the video is going to be better, and also on the uh, recordings. So that's always a good thing. Um, so we'll see what happens. We are talking though about Sleepaway Camp Two today, Part Two. Do you remember this? Have you ever watched this? I don't think I have, and I, I have not. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it, dude. I think it's fucking so- great. It's a completely different tone than the first mm-hmm. one. The first one is very horror, slash. right? It's, it's, just, it's just a true slasher, true horror. This one, and I, and I actually believe the director in this case. I know a lot of times we say this and we're like, that guy's full of shit. Like he said that afterwards. But the fact that he did this and part three back to back, like they filmed consecutively. Uh, he said from the beginning that this is a horror comedy. Like it's meant to be more lighthearted. And I believe him. Oh, yeah, because this actually d- fucking is, right? Like, they're, they're, it's silly. Like, dude, she, there's some silly shit in this. It is so meta, too, in, in terms of the horror genre. Yeah. I mean, the cover, for fuck's sake, when I saw it, I was like, why is there a Freddy glove and a chainsaw and a Jason mask? And that's explained. And yes. They, they very, they very uh, much, much so reference them. In- Do you remember the cover from, from the video store? Yeah. Oh, dude, it was so good, dude. And I like when it came up online, I was like, fuck, like, I remember that cover, but never thought anything of it. Yeah, Cheshire Video and Disc. I, or, I can tell you exactly where it was sitting. Or related yeah. it to Sleepaway Camp. Like, I watched Sleepaway Camp and never once was I like, oh, yeah, that other cover. Like, so watching this, I was like, it was like a f- fucking full circle, baby, all the way back. to Because I remember that cover being like, because, you know, it had everything on it. You were just like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> And imagine yeah. renting it and not knowing, and then like you're like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> okay. Although this would have been killer as a kid, man. The the amount of breasts in this is the first sleepaway camp has zero, and this this time they made like, up no for way, lost we got time. <laughs> we got to make up for it for, within like the first thirty seconds too. <laughs> uh, this anniversary is right around the corner of this one. It came out August twenty sixth, nineteen eighty eight. So yeah. I don't know how many years that is. Oh, it's almost as old as me. It's three years younger than me. No, yes, three years younger than me. So it's thirty-four. Sounds right. I don't know. <laughs> or older. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, iconic cover. Uh, Renee Estevez. Yes. Is in it? Emilio and Charlie's sister. Younger sister. Um, looks just like Emilio. Oh, every, my God. Every scene, it's just like, that looks like Emilio wearing a wig. It was so funny because I was like, I read that while I was watching it, and I was like, I wonder, I couldn't figure out who she was. First of all, I, there's so many fucking characters in this movie, I couldn't keep the name straight at all. 
Um, so then I was like, I wonder which one she is. And then she came on screen and I was like, oh, it's Emilio right there. And then they named two characters, Emilio and Charlie, which I thought was fucking weird. Yeah. So, uh, the characters in this movie, if I may run through them, we have Molly named after Molly Ringwald. We have Sean after Sean Penn, Allie after Allie Sheedy, TC after Tom Cruise, Uncle John after John Hughes, uh, Mayor after Mayor Winningham, Rob after Rob Lowe, Demi after Demi Moore, Leia after Leia Thompson, Brooke after Brooke Shields, Jody after Jody Foster, Anthony after Anthony Michael Hall, Judd after Judd Nelson, and as you mentioned, Charlie and Emilio, and then we have Phoebe after Phoebe Cates and Diane after Diane Lane. So that is why they named them all. We get all the Brat Pack to be uh, murdered off here. That's fucking insane. That's actually like... <laughs> I kind of fucking hate that, but like also like it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's fucking weird. That's really fucking weird. And then we have Pamela Springsteen, Bruce's daughter. Yeah, Bruce's sister. Oh, it's his sister. Yes, yes. I thought it was his sister. daughter. No, sister. Oh. Okay, fair, fair. <laughs> uh, do you remember reading that like in part four – uh, when the the original director came back, he was like, it was like he makes no references to three, two or three in part four. Do you remember reading that? Um, it, it sounds right. I, I don't remember yeah. reading the well article. Fun fact: she's credited in four um, <laughs> through archive footage, so that means they play clips from two, either two or three. So, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, these two movies, Pamela's last attempt at acting, she she leaves the industry after after these films. Yes, she's in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High uh, as one of the cheerleaders. Yep. I, I, there's something else uh, that I probably should have looked up before talking out my ass, but oh, what's love got to do with it? Um, yes. But she would go on to be a pretty successful photographer and Ice Cube, the Predator, she's responsible for that album cover. Really? Yeah. Yep. Get the fuck out of here. I gotta look that up. He is. That's like she's fucking done. iconic shit, man. Um, yeah, she, she's done a lot of album covers. Uh, she's a pretty successful uh, photographer. That's cool as fuck. Um, also, uh, she's not the girl on the cover. The cover of the movie. Yeah, she's not. She's not the one with the backpack. I had that written down. I had that written down because I was like, I was looking at the cover one more time today, and I was like, wait, that's not even fucking her. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate story, which is so funny because you know, you know, Felicia's is not back. It's a different Angela. But then the different Angela is also not the Angela on the cover. It's not a, not even fucking bizarre. Not even. Can't funny. believe this wasn't a smash hit. Which this getting a theatrical release is also insane. It's insane. It's insane. Um, now, real quick, or maybe not. Maybe it'll take up thirty minutes as we usually do. Uh, before maybe we get into the meat of this, we we didn't do our housekeeping stuff. Live show this Saturday on the internet. Doing Matt. What are we doing? The burning. <laughs> the burning. Say Madman. We should do Madman soon. But yeah, the burning. The burning this Saturday. And September 16th, 16th it's a Friday. Uh, I'm just going to verify that date. Sorry. September 16th at what time? 7, 7 p.m. <laughs> at The Brood in Chicago. 
It is a... Not Eastern time. Yeah, Chicago time, whatever that is. Chicago is Eastern. Isn't so it? So it's an hour behind. It's an hour behind. This oh, time. is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah, look at that. Okay. So Central time. Uh, 7, 7 p.m. Central time, uh, September 16th. We're live at The Brood in Chicago. Come by. And I know we didn't drop all the details yet, but we're giving it all right now. Uh, what's the first detail? Well, I don't want to tell the movie first. There was some, oh, it's free. Free to get in. Free to we get in? To that, yeah. Oh, we free, did? Free to get okay. in, uh, but we'll have... You know, it's worth repeating again. We'll have a Venmo set up for donations. If you so feel inclined, it will yeah. go towards travel costs and for us to do it again. Again, you don't have to. Free for anyone to get. And we might have some new merch or I'll bring some of the remaining merch that we have from our last run. Uh, if you're interested in getting some of that, you can get it there. And the big announcement is the movie we are doing, a Chicago classic. <laughs> The the toast of Chicago, we are doing Child's Play, 2019 version remake, baby. The reboot, the recall, the only good one, <laughs> the only one worth fucking talking about. <laughs> Mark Hamill coming in to play Chucky. Uh, I think it's going to be a good movie. It's going to be fun. It's a very divisive movie. I personally thought it was great, but... Uh, I loved it. hated it. I loved it. And it's if you fun. don't it's think gonna I'm going to bring up that fucking freak, that fucking mental patient from whatever is... Killer Seed? POV. Shockwaves. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you were talking about a character. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. That, oh, oh, oh. Holy shit. Now it's all coming together. That demented dingbat... <laughs> If you don't think I'm going to roast him at this live show, you've got another thing coming. What did he give this on fucking Letterboxd? Was it like one star? I think it was one, yeah. And like, Shock the Puss has like three and a half. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you have a whole list dedicated to movies he rated higher. I do, and they're fucking nuts. It's the, the ones that he rated higher are fucking crazy. Anyway, I love this movie. That, that, that's funny. <laughs> And I am going to roast them. If you want to come to the roast for a man that won't be there, pathetic weirdo. <laughs> I think I'm allowed to say this stuff now, right? Because, you know, he's canceled. I mean, but he's back. By the way, guys, there's an arc. There's a story arc. <laughs> if you're following. Anyway, uh, enough of that. We'll talk about that in Chicago. But that's it. Child's Play 2019. I'm fucking excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be fun. Come on out, please. Yes. Yeah, please do. And tell your friends. And uh, and we have a new website, IHateHorror.com. The merch is still not up. I'm working on it. But uh, if you want to see us in your town, you can email places or uh, cons or whatever and point them to our website. We now have all of our booking and uh, management contact information on there so they can reach out to us through there um, and just send them that way. We'll take care of it. Um, but thank you guys all for supporting us and, uh, I'm excited for that live show. All right. Yes, for sure. Back to sleep. Okay. Yes. Directed by Michael a Simpson. Have you looked up Michael a Simpson? I did, but he's, he's just a working guy. You know, he's fine, but I only bring him up because he directed this movie called fast food. 
and I want you to pull up the cover of fast food because the plot of this is a sex drug ended up in the special sauce of a new burger joint and the cover is none other than Ernest P. Worrell with a hamburger shoved in the fucking mouth. Bro. <laughs> what year is this? I can't wait to this? watch this. Uh, I, I don't know the year. I don't know the year. I'm downloading this tonight. This is insane. <laughs> Bro. I can't wait to watch this. Wait. I, 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 I've been trying to stay away from fucking visual gags because of our fucking, you know, because we're a fucking podcast. Uh, sure. Yeah. But but I just, I need to share this with everyone. Yeah, pull up the cover. It's I, I do. Not just the yeah. cover. Look at this fucking face. Which is on the cover, by the way. It's just a blown up version of the cover. But look at this fucking face. That's psychotic. <laughs> and for those that aren't watching the video, Google. It's called Fast Food by Michael A. Simpson. Yeah, that's uh, Jim, so Jim mental. Var- Jim Varney is in it. Not as Ernest. It's a, a rare no. non-Ernest role. Non-Ernest. All right. Well, yeah. you know, that's a thing. Uh, look at that face. It, because, it's again, it's about a sex drug ending up in special sauce. At, at no point in time... Being horned up or having sex or anything, are you making that face? <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Unless you're Ernest B. Worrell. Um, that's fucking incredible. Uh, that's exciting. Oh, man, you just... I love finding stuff like yeah. that. That's a gem yeah. right there. I can't wait. Now, we talk about the best sequels a lot, I think. Like, we always bring up Ace Ventura because it's, like, one of the best. Agreed. What about this one? This one's a pretty good fucking sequel. You know, best ever. I'm not gonna put it in that pantheon, but it is a fun movie, which I, I honestly really enjoyed. I oh. would recommend to anyone. You know what I thought about recently? Fuck. Because uh, I always put Ace Ventura as one as the the best one. Like it, it, sure. it proceeds the first. Too. You know what's another one that I never thought about until recently? Back to the Future Two. You like it better than the first one? I think so. I don't think I agree. There's less motherfucking in it. <laughs> that is true. That is why I like the first one. <laughs> Mom stuck little, under the little, bed. Oedipus <laughs> complex in your eighties humor. Why not? Oedipus is that how you say it? Oedipus? Yeah, Oedipus? yeah, yeah. Stepson finds mom stuck under the <laughs> mattress or whatever the fuck it is. That uh, and uh, Return to Swamp thing. Return, Return to Swamp, Swamp thing was bumps, fucking great. Bumps. Fucking top a- top tier sequels this week. Um, so this movie takes place. Hey, fun fact about this movie. Sorry, oh, we're yeah. gonna get into it, but this is uh, Chris Jericho's favorite slasher of all time. That's- that that is a direct quote. That- <laughs> <laughs> it's upsetting, but I get. I, I'm actually kind of fine with it. <laughs> favorite of all time. I love that fact. Uh, what a thing to be on record about. <laughs> what a thing to. T- Put your name on. There's also no way that's there's no way that's true. He must have just been thinking about the first one. He's like, oh yeah, it's the second one I love. You know? Yeah. I saw him on uh, the last drive-in. With I love Chris Jericho. He's one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Yeah. Uh, and I love his podcast. I saw him on the last drive-in with Joe Bob talking about uh, uh, what's that fucking movie? That disgusting low-budget movie, Bloodsucking Freaks. And everything he was he was like, this is my favorite movie of all time. And everything he's saying. Joe Bob was like correcting. He's like, that guy's been dead for years. <laughs> I was like, oh no, he was emailing me like, you know, a couple of years ago. That guy's been dead since the sixties. So I think he just might get confused easily. He's a party dude. Yeah, he's a party dude. He he's a hardcore party dude, uh, and I, I respect that about him. Um, 
Well, good to know. Maybe we should get him on the show. Yeah, after that praise I just gave him, I'm sure he'll be <laughs> running to join us. I'm sure that'll ups- uh, horror true horror fans will love to hear this guy and us somehow combined to make <laughs> all the incorrect facts and assumptions about a movie. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so this movie though, Sleepaway Camp Two takes five takes place five years after the events of Part One, yes. which let me ask you. Let me ask you. Why? Like this is what I was trying to research and find. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand why anybody was like, you know, what really needs a sequel is Sleepaway Camp. I just it, it was just very baffling that that I know that uh, Robert Hiltzik sold the rights. You know, we talked about it last right. week. So I went to the producer of the first one, but just putting money into it and being like, we're gonna. Not only do one, we're going to film two back-to-back because that is what the world is waiting for at this time. Because as we know, the first one wasn't even, like, it gained traction over the years. Right. And so I I was thinking the same thing, and it's like, I don't know. Like, it's, what signs were there that this was going to be, like, <laughs> the next big <laughs> they thing? They would make their money back on that, yeah. And, like, maybe they were like, maybe we just have to change it a little bit. I don't know. I, I Probably just this producer's ego. Honestly, if he was willing to buy it from the guy that made it, like, he was probably... He probably had... Here's my guess. This is my guess. And it's a total fucking fabrication. My guess is they had different opinions on the way the movie should be. Clearly. Because this movie's made very differently. Um I have a feeling he was like, this could be better. I need to give it, like, another shot. But my vision. And that's when it'll get big. And I think his vision was more of the... Maybe not even comedy, but just, like, yeah, typical slasher shit, right? Like, boobs and blood and... So that's my the only thing I could come up with is this guy was like, no, I know better than... The original guy, and I'm going to make it this way, and it'll be successful. Why he does three I mean, at the same time? <laughs> does does two and three back to back when we know that there's a dream sequence in this one that was only filmed because they didn't reach the requirement in terms of length for for a movie to have to get released. Which if you don't have, if you have to make a throwaway dream sequence to extend your movie, maybe don't make. A, a third sequel. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have enough material for this one. That explains so much. I did not know that. But that scene is so fucking weird. Uh, that's, like, one of the weirdest things. So, spoiler alert, there's a dream sequence of Angela having, and it's just recapping the events that we've already watched. But it's in slow motion. She's talking in slow motion. It offers nothing new. She's just, like, like moving. <laughs> like, that is the only reason that's in there, is to pad the movie and make it... Yeah, minutes required. and I had a note of it because I thought it was this other girl's dream. And I was like, oh, she's piecing together that Angela's the killer because you're watching only Angela flashbacks. And then, like, it, it was a very dark scene. And then, like, it, it, starts, more sense. it starts, dude, it makes perfect sense. That's what you should have filmed. But instead, as the camera zooms in, you realize it's Angela dreaming this. And you're like, she's just recapping the movie for us. <laughs> like, this is insane. <laughs> This movie is very weird. It it is um 
it follows its own timeline, its own um, structure, right? So we have a villain who we know is Angela from the get-go. From the get-go. By the way, she didn't change her name. <laughs> she changed her last no, name. No, she is Angela no in one this knew. one. <laughs> She's like, there was a girl named Angela. She's telling camp stories. There's a girl named Angela that killed everyone. And then you find out her name's fucking Angela. And it is Angela. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, you're not going to assume everybody named Angela is the Angela. But the fact that she is is so fucking stupid Dude, and funny. And that camp is like five miles away or something. Like, it's fucking... It, right down the road. Yeah. <laughs> And dude, uh, the best part at the end was like the reveal because they couldn't do like your Angela. No, yeah, because that's her fake name and her real name. So the guy had to be like, "You're Angela Baker." She's like, "Ma, no, I'm Angela Johnson." Like <laughs> absurd. Part. And everyone's still connected. Like everyone at the campus, the arresting officer, like the psychiatrist. Dude, and so here's my other question, right? Like. This is, like, the only thing that I could figure out. Like, I don't want to say only flaw, but it's, like, kind of the only, like, thing hanging over this. Is Angela is bloodthirsty in this. Like, yeah, an, like a, just a thirst to kill. Um, What has she been doing the last five years? Like, not killing? And just working at this camp? Because she has a relationship with the camp owner, who, by the way, goes by the name Uncle John, which is fucking Uncle psychotic. John, yeah. <laughs> fucking absolutely psychotic. Uh, Uncle John and her are like besties. Like they've known each other going back forever. And I think some of the campers and the counselors even reference Angela as if they've known her several years. So it's like this weird thing. Like, what is she up to? She was in the psych ward. She, but she, for how she long? The entire released. five years? Um, I don't think I wrote down I'm how just, long she was, but I mean, regardless, she murdered several people, so it wasn't long enough. She, right. she should not have been released. <laughs> and as you've already said, she's only, she's a counselor, you know, five minutes. I feel like somebody should be take, keeping tabs on her at the very least. You know, <laughs> some, so some phone call yes. check-ins maybe, <laughs> yes. uh, and, and maybe not letting her... Uh, Get into the position where she's a counselor five miles down the road from where she just murdered 16 people. And going to a camp again? Like, you should not be allowed on campgrounds after that. <laughs> you shouldn't be. Uh, like, I don't know. Was ankle bracelets not a thing in 1988? I feel like there was a better way to keep tabs of somebody. I, I have no idea. It's it's very silly, but um, she's back. I mean, she's, the, re <laughs> the release after six... <laughs> Listen, I'm not trying to pick apart Sleepaway Camp 2, and again, I really liked it, but... It's just a very her, glaring hole. <laughs> her being free is insane. And I, and the first ones, you know, the aunt ruined this kid's life. Uh, I, You know, they're, they're, very, they're very troubled in the head. Still, this should not have been allowed. This, this should not... She should not be this free, right? No. Dude, free... Dude, free, free. It's fucking psychotic. It, <laughs> she's a mass murderer she's employed she's not even like an, dude like most people with the escaped killer routine you know they're on the land they're not gainfully employed and fucking just <laughs> have a using their social security number to get a fucking check and shit like paying taxes right, right. Like, she has a boss that checks in with her it's fucking insane <laughs> 
I also love how she gets away with it for as long as she does, which, by the way, is the uh, again, entire again, fucking I, movie. <laughs> the entire movie. Uh, the entire movie. She's killing people. I mean, I mean, think about it. In the grand scheme of horror, when you have a killer like Michael Myers or Jason, right. I think Angela stacks up more bodies that, than, than most of them <laughs> do in their own movies. Absolutely. She is killing nonstop. Like, everybody is being slaughtered. And the and every time somebody dies, which goes back to our previous what we're just we were just saying about somebody be keeping tabs on her, people are disappearing. And after the first one, if you realize Angela is the last person with her, like maybe somebody should be checking in, right? Yeah. Like if you know that she's here, maybe should be somebody should be checking in. But every time she's just like, I sent them home. <laughs> There's no follow up. <laughs> Yo, dude, and the camp owner eventually is like. Hey, you gotta stop fucking doing it because they sent home like four kids. <laughs> yeah, at the end, there's like six kids left out of out of fifty. There's actually a point where there's no more. There's one girl, and she's like, "Where is everyone?" And Angela's like, "I sent everyone home." <laughs> and that camper's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> That's actually like the scariest shit I've ever heard in my life. Like, imagine you walk into your camp and like Angela's like. Send them all home. Just you and me. Like you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we open up. Uh, Angela is telling scary stories in the world in the woods, uh, specifically, you know, the Camp Arawak story. And yes, or and no, I she's not. Want to highlight? Else is telling it. If somebody else is telling it, but I do want to highlight that the first sleepaway camp very realistic because they cast kids that were you know 13 yes, 14 yes. this one has kids that range from like 9 to like 35 it, th- some of the age gaps are so outrageous some of those kids that are getting spooked by this story look like they were my age what are you doing here <laughs> they have fucking five o'clock shadows yeah. <laughs> it's fucking crazy uh yeah no it's really weird it's- and that age gap where Joe's saying like nine to thirty-five, it's not supposed to be like different aged campers. It's just supposed to be like the same age group. Like the kids who play Emilio and Charlie are like Logan and Shay's age. <laughs> they're so young, it's ridiculous. Um, so they're telling the story of the camp Arawak, but they get cut off uh at the big reveal. And you're like, oh dang it. But then they still reveal it, by the way. <laughs> like she get interrupted and she's like Oh, okay, I gotta go, but uh, by the way, she had a dick, and uh, yeah, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, this movie is very politically charged at the beginning, very, uh, I, I was curious if we were gonna go that route, but it's just for this one, one moment. <laughs> one kid is very mad that she either got away or was the dark-haired girl on The Facts of Life, and then another kid is furious because he heard that she got a full-on sex change and the taxpayers paid for it, which, by the way, none of these kids are paying taxes. Dude, dude, he's a fucking camp counselor. He's like, my fucking hard-earned fucking taxes <laughs> went to the sex change. Also, buddy, uh, I don't know if you've ever gotten a fucking medical bill. Uh, the, the Taxes ain't paying for shit, all right? I wish, I wish it's not, all right? Um, but uh, they're interrupted by the counselor, Angela, who is no relation to the killer. Psych, she kills a girl right here, bashes her in the head. Uh, <laughs> the fucking log. Cuts like, out her fucking kills tongue. In this, the kills in this are honestly good. And some of no. them are very creative. Yes. 
Dude, she knocks her in the head with a log, which you're like, oh, that's dumb. But then is like, no more stories, and grabs her tongue and fucking cuts it off. Cuts her tongue off. Yeah. Fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. That's fucking amazing. Um, awesome. And then the credits kick off right from here. Yes. And we get Paul's Paul's favorite documentary band, Anvil, playing playing the first song. Oh, is that really Anvil? It is. Yeah, it is. Straight Remember between the eyes. I was like, can you upload Anvil? I sure do. And then I watched A it. A documentary like, he's already seen. <laughs> I watched it. It was like the saddest fucking documentary I've ever seen. It was like not fun. It was not fun or funny to watch. It's funny for like two minutes, and then you're like, "Oh no!" Like this, this is like kind of fucking bummer. <laughs> um, we open to the girls and the ca- the girls' cabin where they're sleeping naked as gals do, baby. Uh, I love these movies; they're just the best. Uh, <laughs> girls just butt ass naked, and then when some girls like, uh, she's like, "Well, you never seen tits before," and you're like, mm, "This is definitely how girls' sleepovers go." <laughs> Like not even a, not a, you know I know that there's girls and, and like girls and guys you feel comfortable you know bearing it all in front of like close friends or whatever yeah, yeah, but yeah. this is this is a campground you're you're in front of people you probably are meeting for the first time supposed, I, I don't feel like and that's they're supposed the norm. to be like sixteen at the most <laughs> like it's the worst period no one wants to fucking be naked around anyone <laughs> we're all horrified of our own bodies like <laughs> she's like check the dude she's it's insane uh. But they notice Phoebe is missing, and Phoebe was the one that got got in the the very opening thing. Um, and they immediately tell the story that Angela comes in and is like, "Phoebe got sent home." Yes, that will be a reoccurring thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for whatever reason, um, the guy that owns the camp again, his name is Uncle Joe. Um, John Hughes. John. Uncle Uncle John. Yeah, yeah. We meet him. Um, Better than yeah, the last. We were just, sorry, we were, we were just talking about uh, the Swamp Thing sequel, and one of the guys is from Octopussy. Uh, Uncle John is in all of the Connery Bond films. As what? He is General Gogol. Okay. So, you know, sounds like a real really. His career really took off. Do you like? Do you like the Bond <laughs> movies? I love Bond. I don't like Bond. You fucking bore. He's a fucking snoozer. He's a fucking <laughs> British. Come fucking on. Jerk job. Um, now we meet some of the counselors um, who who just talk so much shit about everyone, uh, including the shit sisters, as as they're referred to here. I don't even know their real name because I just couldn't get over the fact that this one guy was like, you mean the fucking shit sisters? And you're like, mm, that's fucking incredible. <laughs> and this this group of counselors is weird it's because Brooke and Jody, Brooke and Jody, Brooke and Jody shit. Uh, <laughs> it's like shoot or something or shut. Um, but they uh, they're like the party girls at the camp, and it's so weird because as we'll find out, Angela Angela's trigger is sex and drugs. So buying full into the slasher mentality, yeah. right? And openly, like it's the it's like a thing. Like yeah, Did you, like like Angela herself says that. Yeah, that, Angela that, says say no to after. drugs as she's killing somebody. Quoting Nancy Reagan while killing someone. <laughs> um, 
And so that that's her thing. Um, but it's weird because the counselors are all kind of, it sounded, it felt like they were like towing a line in this scene where like they wanted to be like, it was so weird. Cause the counselors were like, listen, uh, they were like, those shit sisters smoke marijuana. And they're all like, they're like weird about it. And like one girl's like, listen, I'm all about having a good time, but you can't do it all the time. And you're like, what? <laughs> Most responsible teenagers I've ever seen. It's, I mean, it's because they're 35, but like, hey, listen, it's a fucking Wednesday. I can't do that. Dude, that guy, TC, that look, he looks, first off, he looks just like if you took Patrick Swayze and Uncle Joey from Full House and just Holy morphed shit. it into one, it's that guy. It's that guy. But is he supposed to be a teenager? Because yeah, he is so. worse than those guys in Greece that are like 40. Dude, dude, are you sure? The fucking guy, who's the guy? I don't know his name, but I, I posted him in my story. I know yeah, exactly that guy he's is so fucking, fucking old. Yo, he's like sweating profusely. Like he's got that like, it's not like sweat. Like I'm active and wearing a leather jacket in the yeah, summer old, heat. Old man sweat. It's old man sweat. <laughs> just the constant like, just dampness, <laughs> like around his you, fucking you neck. Need, you need a kerchief. <laughs> yes. Your head. Yeah. yes, you need to get. It's old man sweat. It's not. <laughs> Not anything else. Just this general dampness. It's fucking vile. <laughs> um, that's fucking funny as fuck. Uh, anyway, so the sit the shit sisters, uh, stoners, drinkers. That'll play into things later. Yeah. Anyway, Angela wins camp counselor of the week. <laughs> that's cool. And then proceeds to perform a fucking performance of the Happy Camper song. Yes. In uh, its entirety, I think. Uh, certainly felt that way. And knowing that they were short for time. Short uh, for time. It most definitely was, yeah. <laughs> and it's also the weirdest thing because, like, the other counselor. Like, it's so weird because the counselor. No one is really particularly cruel to Angela. Like, everyone is like, Angela is a fucking nightmare. But everyone, yeah. But the staff there, they all tolerate her. Like, yeah. Nobody's picking on her. No, but this seems super weird because one guy just keeps, like, but, like, not interrupting her. Like, he lets her perform, but at the beginning of the performance, he's like, Ooh! and you're like, what the fuck was that? Like, and then she performs, and then at the end, he's like, and, like, falls out of his chair, and it's like, it was like the most respectful, like, like, well, I have to wait till the performance is over. I can only heckle her. I can only heckle her before and after the performance. I would never interrupt her to heckle her. That would be rude. That would be <laughs> rude. Um, so it's super, that's the weirdest part. Um, and then TC, who we meet, is uh, the older man. And he seems to, be, I thought he was going to be the Paul of this movie, the, uh, the, the crush, right? The guy that likes Angela despite her being maybe a little more closed in. Although, by the way, Angela is a, the a, a fucking loudmouth in this movie. Compared to the last movie, she's the, the first movie. She doesn't say her first word until like an hour in. This movie, she doesn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> and so she's not that Angela. But um, you know, for a minute, I was like, oh yeah, TC's into her. But I don't know if that was ever the case. It never really panned out that way. No. In fact, I think TC is the only one with a brain somehow. Because he, he's a big, dumb, like, lug, but yeah. also the entire time, like, from immediately from when Phoebe disappears, he's just like, 
He's the only one. It's so frustrating because he kind of... Everything's right there for you, TC, yeah. but the entire time, you can just see, like, the wheel almost turning, being like, wait a second, you're the last person to see all of these people. And he doesn't do it until the very fucking end, when everybody is sent home, and he's like, hold, hold your horses. Like, this doesn't add up. <laughs> but every every time somebody disappears, big idiot TC is almost on the case. He's just almost. like, hmm. He, he, like, he, he, like, noticeably scratches his chin every time, being like, wait... Wait a minute. <laughs> but he can't piece shit together. Uh, he, he, him and Angela, he, he kind of has a thing for her. He invites her to go swimming, but she's like, no. Um, and I, I think they were setting up a crush, but then just forgot about it, I guess. I mean, there's just that one time where she's like, it's him, right? And she's like, I'm going to call you. And he's like, I don't, I don't have a phone. And this immediately smells his armpits, which is like such the weirdest, weirdest, weirdest thing. <laughs> But that never comes really back in. No, it doesn't. Um, and again, I don't know any of these people, but you just keep keep getting introduced to more characters, and they just keep dying. Uh, we meet a, a, a two. Gr- we meet a couple. I don't know someone in alley, um, and they tell the most complex backstory about this guy. Oh, I think it's Sean. I think it's fucking Sean. And I only know that because yeah, yeah. he's at the end. Okay, so because that's when I finally grabbed that guy's name. This guy, they're hanging out at the pool like two new lovers do. Um, he Sean and Molly. Sean and Molly. Yeah, Sean and Molly. Okay, that's that, that's Emilio's sister. He tells the most complex backstory I've ever heard for a character in my entire fucking life. And this is them just hanging. Like he like she's on the towel by the pool. He gets out of the pool and is like, "Oh hey, how you doing?" Like lays there. And then she's like, what is your life like? And then he's like, well, my dad skipped town. He's a cop. Uh, All this shit (laughs) happens. My mom married a fucking foot doctor, if you can believe that. (laughs) It's just like the most insane backstory I've ever heard for nothing. They they give, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert, you know, we'll talk more in depth about it. Uh, They build this guy up and give him such character development. This guy... He, he's done in with ease at the end, and it means nothing. <laughs> this, guy, this guy is not a final character. It means absolutely nothing. He's not a final character. He makes it to the end, but for no reason. Like For no reason. He's immediately subdued and killed. There's 19 cast members in this. He's only laughing. <laughs> Shit, because of luck. Like, the fuck? Um, it's insane. Uh, this also this also but gives us oh the scene is kind of important because they are setting up Molly as the virgin final girl you know she's she, Molly yes. is the good girl she has the crush on this guy we have the antagonist girl um, is that Allie who is it Allie is that her name uh yeah the, I think so the one who always has her tits out and she she's pretty much trying to steal Sean away yeah. So, so that, this scene really just, just sets up that she's, like, the innocent one, and she's probably going to be the last one. Right. And she actually movie. bonds with Angela over that. She does. She does. Uh, and this movie is really big on the slasher tropes, so yeah. it's important that they do that. Yep. This scene is also actually very important because of the most bizarrely crammed in wet t-shirt scene uh, I think I've ever seen. Uh, where where that girl? The two of them are talking, and that girl's <laughs> that girl's just sitting there with a shirt on over her bikini, and then takes off her bra for no reason, and like no one's doing anything. Her and her boyfriend are just sitting there, and she's like, "You better not throw me in." And then he's like, "Okay," and then throws her in. 
Okay. Why? What? What <laughs> the fuck? Um, do you remember when wet t-shirt contests were like a norm for, thing, for that dude? brief window of town? Well, of town. A brief, brief window of time. Yeah. No, it's so fucking weird. It, and it was weird because we like watched the rise and fall of it because when I went to college uh, at Eastern, you know, 2003, 2004, that local bar would, would be like wet t-shirt contest Sunday at 10 a.m. Like who's going to that? Who's going to that? <laughs> and then and then, and then it just disappeared. You know, there was never a thing again. Yeah, because also because the town that your college was in, 10 a.m. at a bar is dude, I mean, any time in that town was like junky fucking we're still central staggering at the fucking bar. Home. Yeah. Fucking yeah. insane. You wet t-shirt contest there, you that's not good. That's something bad no. happened. <laughs> For like a cash prize of 500, you're definitely getting mugged on the way home. <laughs> Dude, a wet t-shirt. Con- the, I'm going to make a documentary, the rise and fall of wet t-shirt. Con- yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> and mud wrestling. Wait, what the fuck was mud wrestling? What? <laughs> Dude, what a nightmare like for your establishment, right? You, you have to bring that in and then clean it up and- and what, who is like, I, again, like, I mean, maybe this is because just no porn, internet porn, but like, who was like, I need to yeah, see women. I think we, I, I think we just saved ourselves the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that's a pretty open and shut case. <laughs> we gotta watch these girls roll in mud because I don't have the internet. Um, it's so fucking weird. The best is in these old 80s movies when like guys, like, it's always in like cop movies. They like go into like an establishment. And there's like mud wrestling in the back, and like everyone's like, (laughs) and even the characters are like, oh baby, like you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, like even this movie, it has a panty raid. Like, why was that a thing, dude? I I I want to talk more about that panty raid and, and. here, dude, wait, where are my notes on the fucking panty raid? The the, the panty raid is fucking nuts. I, we'll talk about it when we get there, I guess. But but they do have equal opportunity here because there's also a jockstrap raid, which both things collecting use is fucking weird. <laughs> Where's my panty raid? Um, fuck, where are my panty raid notes at? Um, I'm so sad. Anyway, we'll talk about it. So... After that, after that pool scene, for whatever reason, Angela is walking around the woods, catches the shit sisters. Now, (laughs) the more I'm reading my notes, the more I'm like, oh, they were stretching time. Because, like, there's so many weird scenes where it's like, she catches them in the woods, right? Alone. She she lets them go. She leaves and then goes up to TC and is like, "Uh, have you seen the shit sisters? And then he's like, no. And she's like. Okay, and then cut to, <laughs> cut to her burning them alive. <laughs> she goes well, back. Well, well, she, well, she uh, she catches them smoking weed and and drinking, mm-hmm. and she's just kind of like peeping behind a tree, right. and she leaves, like you said. As she goes back, and she catches them with having sex with, or at least one of them having sex with a guy. Yes, and then she's yeah. Really- so she. She chases the boy off, and then, and then uh, Brooke, I think it is, wakes up on a grill, like on top a of grill. a grill. A grill. She's about to be burned alive. And, and fucking Angela props up Brooke's charred. She burnt, she burnt her to a crisp. There is no skin left. And she's just 
absolutely charred her sister right in front of Brooke. And and, and I love this. I it's absolutely not, love this scene. And by the way, yeah. there is consistency here. Uh, Angela loves propping dead people up in position. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is, that is, that does not stop. So props to her. Um, also, basically two witnesses to this crime. Uh, she goes up to TC and is like, uh, have you seen the shit sisters? And he's like, no, not for a while. And she's like, okay, gotta go. And walks into the woods. So TC would be like, that's weird. And then this guy that she chases off. Right? Like, yes. wouldn't these yeah. two be like, wouldn't somebody be like, where are the shit sisters? And then like these two guys be like, well, Angela, you know, like. Angela saw him. Yeah. <laughs> but again, that is kind of what happens, and Angela's like, "Yeah, oh, set them up." <laughs> the ultimate cop out. The ultimate cop out. I sent them home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fucking amazing. Um, and fun fact: they had to use the charred remain uh, prop because the other actress was too young. She could not legally be on the set for the murder. So, oh, that's interesting. That's, yeah, and that's that's the scene where Angela says, "Let this be a lesson to you: say no to drugs." <laughs> Pours gasoline all over and uh, lights are on fire. <laughs> oh, cut to uh, Angela talking to one of the campers, and this camper wants to actually go home, which she obliges. Um, and you think she might kill her, but um, she actually just brings her. She brings her to her parents' car. And <laughs> Let's her go home, which I think is just to like, I think it's like, I think the director was like, maybe we should make one kid going home for real. So that way, like, like, not everyone is like, why are you just sending every fucking kid home? (laughs) Um, So I guess, I guess that's what that is. Um, uh, And and again, Angela is just kind of considered the nightmare counselor. Like everyone's just talking shit, just. But, like, very, like, polite shit. Just, like, man, she's, like, such a pain in the ass. Um, that night, the yeah, girls... Yeah, very polite shit. There's nothing malicious. She's no, like, no. She's just a tight ass, which you have counselors like that. Exactly. Abnormal, yeah. Yeah, and that night uh, at the girls' cabin, they hear some noises outside, and it's a fucking panty raid! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, that dude, so the... I was gonna interrupt, but it was the jockstrap thing in my notes that I really wanted to talk about. But that's fine, whatever. Um, but dude, how, like, how were panty raids ever a fucking thing? Ever? <laughs> that's so fucking insane. I, I honestly dude. don't know. That's who wants that? And by the way, they're fucking clean. Like, no one's going into the hamper. They're just going into the drawer and taking the clean underwear. So, like, even if you were a freak, that's true. Even if you were a freaky, reason, deep, I, I assume they were used. No, like that's the other thing. Like, they're just like. Just smells like fucking Tide, man. Just go to the store. And you know what? Go Before you fucking email us and are like, actually, panty raids are a real thing. Like the fucking email. Well, yeah, they were. They yeah, were. no, I know. But like I'm saying, like the last episode, we got like fucking four emails being like, actually, that is real. Yeah, we know. We know skinny dipping is real. Okay. Like we know people skinny dip. It's fucking ridiculous in this fucking movie. Um, Angela though interrupts the panty raid shuts it down which by the way everyone's like there's like a moment there where everyone's like it's just in good fun if there's like one thing that i think you should be reprimanded for it'd be a panty raid like i'd be like this, this is fucking unacceptable it, you're, you're stealing and you're stealing fucking underwear what the fuck are you doing get, get get your fucking shit together all right like fucking relax 
you fucking weirdos. But then, like, um, and then they, they get in trouble, and everyone's like, oh, man. But then, like, immediately the girls are like, we have to steal their fucking jock straps. Way fucking which, grosser. Which, <laughs> why do any of them have, have a jock, jock strap? strap? There's no contact sports here. I don't think, I don't, most people, dude, I feel like jock straps were just like a, a joke in the 80s. Like, people just said it. Like, fucking. <laughs> they just like I feel like jockstrap humor. I think was you that, may be right. I feel like there was a lot of jockstrap humor. Dude, jockstrap humor was huge in the eighties and early nineties. Everyone loved a good jockstrap joke. But like What's no one. one puts a, there's a kid that like puts a jockstrap on his on his face. Oh yeah, like, it might be little giants. giants. Little giants. Yeah, little giants. yeah, dude, for sure, for sure. That's so fucking gross. It's also biggest gross. gag. Dude, it's also gross because that is a man's jockstrap because it like covers his whole fucking mouth and he's like, I'm Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Some dude used jockstrap. <laughs> oh, that scene deserves some revisiting. Um, but the girls, again, decide to do the same thing, and they actually do do it. They do it right now. They go in there and fucking just start, <laughs> they also start assaulting them, like pinning them down and fucking <laughs> being like, yeah. where's our fucking underwear? And then one girl's like, if you don't give us our panty back, you're going to see a lot of this. And then just fucking flashes, flashes her boobs. Yeah. What a threat. What a <laughs> fucking threat. These guys just stole your clean underwear. <laughs> well, this is going to this is going to put an end to this. <laughs> hey guys, if you keep doing this, you'll actually see me give naked. It, give it back or else you have to stare at this. <laughs> but Angela walks in on that and she is not thrilled. She's not. She's, She's not. Actually going to drive her home. That is, that is the threat. <laughs> And Angela's driving the flasher home and then is like, hey, by the way, and then just pulls out the biggest fucking drill with one of those like wood boring tips. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. But the biggest one I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And like just fucking drills the shit out of her, which yeah. now there's a car covered in blood. I don't know where that went or whatever, but hey. I mean, there's a lot of DNA evidence. C'est la vie. You know, I'm not really sure when, when DNA evidence was used in full force. DNA, uh, fun fact, DNA was, like, not a really a thing. Dude, it, uh, I, I read a no, big, it wasn't. I read a big thing about the O.J. Simpson trial, and it was the first time that they tried to use DNA evidence, like, with a jury, right? And be like, this is what DNA is. And it was so new that in the O.J. Simpson trial... He, a professor from uh, Connecticut, actually. I think he's from Yukon. I forget his name. Henry Lee? Yeah, Henry Lee. I, I, that, I was at, yeah, I was actually at a speaking thing that he did. Um, and he was like, yeah, they made me, like, explain DNA to the jury, which was, like, such a complicated thing to explain to people and knew. And it was, like, it was two days he had to talk to the jury, just explaining what DNA was and why it's important. And they were like, dude, the jury just fucking fell asleep. So, like, DNA evidence, like, they were like, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> like, and they think that was, like, a big part of that trial was, like... It was It was first used in 1986. That's, that's crazy. Ever, ever used, yeah. In, in a crime fashion? Or just, like... Stuck? Yeah, yeah, for... Oh. Yeah. Crazy, man. Fucking nuts. 86. That's new shit. So yeah, so wasn't being used here. No, um. So anyway, that girl's dead. 
And by the way, every time we come, every time we cut to the camp, it's always somebody pouring red shit like all over themselves. Like, cuts to the camp and there's like paint dripping on this girl's shoe. It's like it's so weird because it's like these fake red herrings when like we know who the killer is and we know every yeah, time this movie make, does not need a red herring. No, <laughs> every time there's a kill, we know very she shows up and it's like I'm gonna fucking kill you. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, we watch the kills happen yes. in this movie. <laughs> so watching blood drip, you're like, that's not fucking blood. They would probably show us that, and it never is. It's fucking syrup. It's paint. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Um, Angela reveals she is a, a proud virgin to our uh, friend Allie here, and her and Allie kind of bond over that. Yeah. Meanwhile, the boys are plotting to scare Angela because she's a meanie. So they're going to dress up as slasher characters, and one's Freddy and one's Jason. Uh, Freddy, the night they go to scare her, they're out in the woods, and Freddy loses his glove. Um, only to see a Freddy hand pop up. And he's like, oh, there's my glove. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking insane. (laughs) And then Angela slashes his throat wide open, killing that guy, um, which is fucking great. Uh, Jason is walking around the woods, and he gets got by fucking Leatherface. Yeah, chainsaw kill. With a chainsaw. Um, And Angela's catchphrase here is, once I start a task, I always finish it. Which, I don't know what that means. I was like, she said it like it was like a fucking the wittiest shit in the world. I was like, oh, cool, yeah, for for sure, Angela. (laughs) You and those tasks. Uh, I don't know. Um, but she, she guts, uh, Jason with a chainsaw. The kills in this are really fucking cool. They're good. We then cut to two people having sex in a fucking bathroom. Now, have you ever wanted to (laughs) fuck so badly? Like, I, I, I know, like, you know, in the, the moment, like the passion, like you're frantic, but these two, it's like that sideshow Bob when he's stepping on rakes. They are just crashing into everything and at one point you just have to like step back and be like let's just like collect ourselves and, like go fuck at like a, a sturdy place for a second do either <laughs> of us know what we're doing right now sometimes you take a step back and ask yourself do we know how to have sex um, they don't because that guy is on his knees and he's not you know he's there's no cunnilingus he's trying to fuck and he's, they're just sliding and crashing into things he's on his knees and her face his face is in her belly button but he's like doing the like <laughs> the animated like cunnilingus head motions like <laughs> you're like fucking it's her fucking belly <laughs> Dude, her stomach I mean, I mean her underwear isn't even off yet <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing guy it's like my favorite. Dude, and she's just like smashing herself into the fucking like tile wall. It's the, back. the most violent scene in the movie. Dude, that's, that's exactly what I wrote. It is like the most violent fucking thing I've ever seen. They are just smashing their own bodies into everything. They're in a stall. Like they've made it to a stall where like she could sit or do something. They could do a lot in there and be like steady. But instead he's just like. Rah! And she's like. And, like, their hands and faces are all over this disgusting community toilet. <laughs> Angela interrupts, but there is no murder here yet. Yeah. Kind of scares they, them away. They pull it off. Yeah. He hides in the stall. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, this other girl, I don't know which one this is. Is this still Molly? 
who's riding this dude in the woods. It's the most abrupt fucking sex scene I've ever seen. It cuts from that sex scene to two people having like the most passionate sex I've ever seen in my it's life. It's not Molly. Mo- Molly's the virgin. No, this is Allie. Or Allie. Yeah, Allie. yeah. Allie. Um, Allie is like riding this fucking guy. Like, and like, it's like passionate. Like, she's like, oh, like, and you're like, whoa, this is fucking intense. Like, this is an intense sex scene. And then you think they're both enjoying, like, they are both enjoying it. They're both like, holy shit. But then she gets off and is like, Jesus Christ. And then she stands up and goes, you don't have AIDS, do ya? (laughs) That line. uh, Asking that after the fact. (laughs) Getting uh, Just checking. (laughs) And then he goes, no. And she goes, great, see ya. And fucking bounces. (laughs) When she gets to her, uh, back to the cabin, there's a note from Sean saying, meet me in the abandoned cabin at five. It's like written in crayon. Dude, it's fucking insane. I'm pretty sure there's like a cartoon (laughs) map on it, too. It's like if you're right-handed writing with your left hand. (laughs) (laughs) When she goes to meet Sean, Angela's there waiting and stabs her in the back, but doesn't kill her. Doesn't kill her. And before, I'm going to let you take the the lead on describing this, but I just want to highlight, this might be one of my favorite kills I've ever seen in a horror movie, or in a movie, period. This is fucking psychotic. <laughs> this is disgusting. Dude, this made my stomach turn. Dude, this is a, an outhouse. She yes. beats her, throws her into an outhouse. Yeah. Now, an outhouse. Like, not a fucking even a porta potty which is disgusting in its own right. Like, a fucking pit of shit and piss. Pit of shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She dumps this fucking girl into the fucking porta potty or the fucking outhouse hole. Pit. The pit. Yeah. She the goes pit. down the toilet. And she <laughs> and she's stuffing her with a stick. <laughs> to drown her. To drown yes. her. And and the best part is the fucking oh the best worst part is the sound effect that they use is the like Pee Wee Herman fish tank, the fish in the fish tank where it's like <laughs> and that's what you hear. You hear this girl gargling fucking shit and gargling yeah. shit. And then not only that, she resurfaces like four times. Several she's times. just covered in shit and leeches and piss. It is so vile. It's the gross. <laughs> it's so disgusting. Is there any worse way to fucking die? There's not. There's not. <laughs> not. You drowned in shit water. <laughs> and like, you'd even rather just like, even if you did drown in shit water, you'd rather it just be one plunge and that's it. Instead of coming up for just air. Multiple. Yeah. Just realizing you're in a fucking choke to death on shit. Dude, I'm going to fucking be sick. I'm going to stop the show. <laughs> it's, it's one of the best. One of the best. Walk out on the show right now. It's fucking insane. Oh my God. Um. When Angela goes back to her, the cabin, one of the girls there reveals that she's been trying to call everyone that's Finally, gone missing. Someone with fucking brains. But is she because she's like, yeah, you want to know something? No, because she's confronting the one person who's who they know is the last the last person to see all of them. The one connecting dot. She's like, I called Phoebe and her parents didn't her parents said she wasn't home. And then I called this girl and her parents said she wasn't home. And then I called this girl. And her, this is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. She even says, I'm pretty sure she's like, and I think you're the last one to see them. Like <laughs> something along those lines. <laughs> Maybe you could tell them where you left them. Uh, <laughs> the whole time, Angela's just pretending, like practicing killing her with different various objects in the, uh, uh, in the, in the bunk, like in the cabin. 
like just like pretending to smash her like trying to find the perfect weapon right yes yes. she ultimately decides on like a three inch piece of something i don't even know what it is and she just like fucking strangles her to death with it the worst weapon you could have chosen um and she goes you know something you talk too much and then fucking strangles her to death yeah there's 25 minutes left in this movie and not a single person knows what the fuck is happening or is nervous or is even like (laughs) have you noticed there's like no kids here anymore (laughs) Now, 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 let me ask you something and, and give me a serious answer. Would you? I don't think I would. I was so oblivious to, like, everything at that age. No. Like, I if fu- everyone was- I'd be like, something's fucking off, man. Dude, there's, like, so many missing people. <laughs> I don't think I would. I just like, like, three, There's three missing counselors. Somebody would be like. Guess I don't get sent home. Who's running this group? <laughs> yeah, you don't. You'd be surviving. Camp is great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, just fucking. Uh, what was that song you were saying? Oh, never mind. Um, it wasn't even a good joke. Uh, hey. <laughs> Another girl walks into the cabin, sees that dead girl that Angela just strangled, and Angela stabs her. So you're like, oh, maybe this is finally coming to a head. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Angela. Is free to reign fucking terror in this camp. It's nuts. But, but the very next day, she does get confronted by old idiot Uncle John. Yes. And TC, who TC has finally got that wheel to turn all the way around. And is like, well, no, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. No. He's just like, everyone keeps disappearing. And Angela's, it's because Angela's sending them home. Right, they're, that, they're that's like, what he concludes. They're like Angela, you're fucking breaking the bank, sending these kids home. All the refunds <laughs> we gotta issue. <laughs> they're mad that like there's no kids in camp. That's what they're mad about. Yes. They're not like, yes, hey, this is fucking weird. They're just like, you fucking idiot. And even Which TC- is so funny that that other girl is the one that called because why? Why is TC not calling? He's the count. He's the counselor, dude. TC doesn't Call know the what the fuck is going on because even when TC goes to confront Angela, it's not because. I don't think it's because he thinks anything. I think it's because he's like, I fucking fired that idiot. And then it's like, he says, I'm going to beat the shit out of her. (laughs) And you're like, oh, fuck. That's fucking weird. (laughs) Um, But I think that's more like, hey, I fired her. Why is she hanging out with counselors at the abandoned cabin? Like, what the fuck is that about, you fucking idiot? I fired you. It's not even like, that fucking Angela. It's just like... (laughs) I fired you. Get out of here. <laughs> Scram. So this is um, the scene actually too where um, we get the Angela telling the entire story of everything we've just seen. Again, in slow motion. The dream sequence. With Angela's song sped down. Fucking chopped and screwed. Chopped and screwed. Fucking happy camper. The original DJ DJ Screw should have been paying respect. (laughs) Well, Sean and Molly go to talk to Angela because they're, I I don't even know. Oh, because Angela stormed out and was like, I just got fired. And then Molly follows her and um, gets Sean to go with her. Um, And it's a really fucking bizarre scene because Molly and and Angela are talking, and Angela's like, yeah, I fucking drowned uh, this kid. <laughs> and Molly's like, what? 
But at the same time, Sean's like, hey, where does this door go? <laughs> and Angela's like, don't open that. Opens it, and all of the dead bodies are propped up. Yes. Like, sitting and doing shit. or like artistically displayed in this abandoned cabin uh, i love this universe just throws away the fact that you know the sleepaway camp universe just throws away the fact that dead bodies stink because there's you have that many in a hot summer day in a, in a camp house like a cabin it's more, smell it from miles away fucking awful and by the way the fucking toilets right next to you with a fucking dead body in it it's just fucking Dude, fucking headache the ultimate smell <laughs> Uh, fucking shut this place down. Um, so while that's happening, TC is like, again, is like, finds out Angela and my, uh, Sean and Molly are at the abandoned thing. And he's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of her. So he's on his way to do that. And she has Sean and Molly tied up in the cabin, not killed yet. She's just taunting them. TC comes in and Angela just throws fucking acid in his face. Battery acid from his own car. His TC's own car. Yeah, she's like, thanks for the battery. <laughs> was that a thing? Am I supposed to know that? Um, and then Angela starts feeding them. and But, like, saying weird shit, being like, a grown boy needs his beans. And, like, <laughs> what the fuck? This is just, like, so bizarre to, like, the end. Like, the consistency is not there. And it's fucking great. I sort of love it. It's just so chaotic. Angela is just very chaotic. (laughs) Why is this happening? Um, And by the way, she's feeding them. She's taking care of them. And then (laughs) Sean's like, hey, wait a minute. You're Angela Johnson. And she's like, no, I'm Angela Baker or whatever. I think I flipped them. But um, and then he's like, holy shit. And then she just decapitates it. The cleanest decapitation of all time. <laughs> like a gore decapitation. Like it just, yeah. The big foam head just falls off. <laughs> um, it was it was insane. Um, Angela then is like, all right, I got to go kill somebody. <laughs> and she does. Like, she cu- like we cuts to her just dragging a dead body back. And is like, oh, Jesus. Like, what am I going to do with you kids? <laughs> Um, but which allows Molly to free herself. She hits Angela with a piece of wood and escapes. Yes. Molly gives chase. Um, there's like a struggle for a knife, but Molly falls off of a, what I thought was a cliff. It's not, it is like a four foot drop, but it's just a little drop. It's a drop, which by the way, I mean, yeah, it would hurt. It would hurt. But like, you're not confident that somebody dies falling from that height. (laughs) <laughs> you know especially a a killer like angela right Ooh. who's just like well I, uh, that's the way the well, cookie crumbles <laughs> <laughs> i know i usually prop you guys up but i got stuff to do <laughs> <laughs> um another counselor i don't even know who dana is walking around camp i think she's looking for molly because she was like when angela was getting fired she's like dana will be your counselor <laughs> um Walking around the camp looking for Molly, only to find kids at a window, like, looking into a window, like, peering into a window. Um, And it's like, hey, what are you guys looking at? And touches them. They're fucking dead and propped up to look that way. (laughs) (laughs) She runs into the building to find Uncle John also propped up. 
Um, and I think TC's dead in there too. Somebody else is dead in there. I don't know who the fuck. It's gotta be TC. Um, meanwhile, cut back. Molly is alive. She survived the fall. What do you know? <laughs> well, Angela kills Dana and then starts hitchhiking. She's picked up by a nice Southern woman. I'm pretty sure this takes place in New York, but that's okay. <laughs> This woman is like, I'm too dumb to drink and too fat to fuck. <laughs> Which is my new fucking put it on my tombstone, baby. <laughs> um, but that also prompts Angela to murder her in her car. And Molly is doing the Texas chainsaw, you know, run through the woods, find the main road, yep. find a car, get home. She finds a truck. And inside is Angela, who they give the final words of the movie to. Howdy, partner. (laughs) (laughs) And ends with Molly screaming. Um, This ending is funny because it sucks. Because (laughs) (laughs) it's such an easy ending to nail, right? Dude, because all you had to do was like suspend just a little bit of like, Just a little bit. Dude, you put Angela in the truck with the Southerner. You don't need to show Angela murdering her. You cut to, you know, you cut to then Molly finding the truck and being like, oh, that woman's not dead. Oh, wait, it's Angela killed her too. But instead they just like show you the whole fucking thing. So you're like, oh, like you see the truck and you're like, well, (laughs) dude, they suspend your Molly for like two seconds because, uh, because Angela's head is like, down so just hair over and then she picks up like oh howdy partner (laughs) (laughs) overall man i really like it do you recommend it it's very fun i definitely recommend it it is not if you did not catch that from the past two hours of us rambling it is not in the vein of the first one so don't go in expecting that very different it is a fun little horror movie are you gonna watch part three on your own time Let's do it, man. We got to complete the series. All right. I, I, I kind of agree. I mean, we did an episode on it once, and uh, maybe we didn't. Maybe we just highlighted it. But No, we highlighted it for the part threes. Right. So I'd be interested in watching it again, especially with this different mentality. Um, and I do want to, and you, you came up with this idea a long time ago, like when we kind of like. Start revisiting some? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I thought of that. I meant. To, I actually meant to text you. And now this is just me talking to Sean uh, on the show's time. So As we do. deal with it, but that's fine. I wanted. To, I, I, I wanted to text you because I saw somebody had watched Wolf Cop, and I'm like, why did we watch Wolf Cop and take it serious? Because that was like really early on, and we were trying to be fucking uh, yeah. Leonard Maltons, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, dude, I want to watch Wolf Cop again because. Uh, so it's a wolf that's a cop, and this yeah. guy gets his dick ripped off. Like that sounds fucking awesome. What, I know. What were we on about? Part of me wants to put the old episodes on Patreon exclusive, and and, and just leave like the new run. Like I don't know. Dude, that's so that's so funny because I was talking to someone today about that. I was like, I don't like I I like cringe at the thought of what I was saying on those old ones because they were saying how they started from the beginning. And you know, shout out, I I, I reshared it, uh, Tyler Mills. He started from the beginning, and now is completely caught up. And uh, Latasha uh, did the same thing. So really? there's so many people that do that. Yeah, it's it's very odd. So I would I would feel bad for that. But there's so many things that we said in the first run 
Uh, oh. That makes my skin I, crawl. Part of me also had this idea. Actually, it's not my idea at all. I stole it. Um, but Kevin Smith did this, and I thought it was fucking brilliant at the time on his podcast. And I was like, that's fucking kind of genius. But now, that was before this run, this this new run. It was before we stopped. And now that we have this back catalog and a different vibe this run, I was like, oh, my God. We'd probably have the same reaction, which was he he did, like, oh, like essentially what we do for watch-alongs, but with his the first episode of the podcast. So, he played the podcast and then would, like, pause it and be like, holy shit. Why was I saying shit like this? Because, dude, like... You'd think, because he's just like a normal guy and everything he does is just very casual. You'd think that he started that way on the podcast. Dude, the, the, the original episodes are so fucking dramatic. He's like taking a drag of a cigarette into the mic. Like, like, dude, it's fucking insane. Like, it's fucking insane. And he's like, this is a fucking nightmare to listen to. <laughs> but I was like, that would be so sick if we we listened to an episode and also talked about it. Like... Oh, uh, that would be hard. I mean, the that would be really jeebies, hard. Yeah, it would be really hard. Shout out to everyone who's done that. Uh, that's listened to us from in my dude, in my head. I feel like I could do it, but like I, I if I put it on right now, I, I don't think I can make it very far. I, I like it just go to bed. I feel like, I'm, I, feel like I was worse than you though. I think it all sucked, but uh, <laughs> here we are, three hundred. 300 episodes later. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, no, it's fucking weird. It's fucking weird shit. But anyway, um, so live show, Chicago, September 16th, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, we will be live streaming it to Patreon people, but come on down. It is free. Oh, and on our site, uh, IHateHorror.com, we are now on Bands in Town, so you can track it. RSVP to it on there. And it might help us figure out who's coming and who, or not who, but how many people are coming and stuff. It'd be, I'm interested in see it. Um, and if we do sell tickets, you'll be able to buy it through there. So like the Monster Mania Con in November, there's a link to buy tickets to that on our site. So all live show dates will be there. And then, um, the, you know, the online ones are just Patreon. So, uh, but come on out, Chicago. I'm super excited. Super excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And the people that are traveling, you know, I, I can't wait to, to see you. Yeah. Uh, all, and then next Saturday, uh, the 27th, we are doing our online watch along with The Burning, a great summer flick. That's going to be a perfect night, man. That's going to be wonderful. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, I wish I could set a fire in this room, but I don't think I can. I'm going to try. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> but uh, it would be cool. <laughs> uh so come on out to that is that night that we do those at 9 p.m nine right yeah yeah nine 9 p.m next weekend um and that's it that's it facebook.com slash i hate horror i hate horror.com instagram at instagram at uh i hate horror and joe where can they find you uh instagram boognish 1985 part of the bad bitch genre all right Thank you all so much. <laughs> Joe's face. Uh, thank you all so, so much. Uh, we appreciate you all. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. I'm not a... Adios! <laughs> <laughs>
Fucking zombie getting sliced and diced.